Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Kevin. And my name is Daniel. And this is episode 130, right? Yes. Thank God. <laughs> I really wasn't sure. I didn't check beforehand. It's okay. That's all right. I, as like co-host... That's all right, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> as co-host and semi-producer... <laughs> yeah. Because I, I do like an okay job at producing. I'm not going to say like I'm a full-time producer, even though I try and keep us You're on the track. sound engineer. I'm the sound well. engineer, and I try and structure us in keeping the... The, the train on the tracks. And sometimes, really? before the episode starts, I tell you the number. You t- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is episode 130. Gotcha. You yeah. didn't warn me ahead of time. This could no. have been a disaster. Been. A disaster. Just like video games are. Video are games are evil? a hot fucking mess lately. Are they evil? Are they evil? Yeah. Are video games brainwashing our children? Sorry, we have a very big, like, uh, adult episode we're not just talking about like i don't know kirby getting delayed yeah or what is todd putting his coffee no we have acquisitions we have ftc investigations Mm -hmm. we have litigations we got it all we got it all we have the whole assortment okay we're not skimping out no all right, that's why I got my news voice on. Hello. Is that your newscaster voice? <laughs> sure is, Daniel. Oh my God. <laughs> thank you for being here, and thanks for having me. Well, thanks for having me here, uh, wait, uh, Brandon. D- th- thank you for having... Oh, did you just Let's Go Brandon? <laughs> I did. Did you so, Let's Go so Brandon? So Kevin introduced the idea of Let's Go Brandon to me before like, <laughs> we sat down. And it is, I just introduced the idea to the world. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't quite understand the yeah. why of it. I don't get it. <laughs> just say screw Joe Biden if you yeah. have like an issue with cursing hmm. you nancy you <laughs> nancy ass no oh, well, well you can't no you you nancy butt loser there you go oh, okay. see cleans up for the facebook crowd. so give us the context of let's go brandon so apparently it's supposed to be some sort of like i don't even know what the word for it is it's it's not like a euphemism it's not even a euphemism i don't no. know what it is but it, people are trying to say fuck joe biden our 46th president of the u.s for our friends in Canada that don't know. Um, and instead... They Actually, s- no. I, I will say that. I think people in Canada know U.S. history better than, like, U.S. citizens. They're patched too. in. Yeah, they They're know. very much patched in. We know nothing about it, right? <laughs> Unless you, like, make a fucking Hulu TV series about it. I'll be like, oh, yeah, you hear about John Adams? Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> Zac like Efron's a, playing him in this like new a, show, I dig. Or, like, an A24 movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so instead of saying, fuck Joe Biden, which you can easily just say, I don't understand what the problem is, if you have a problem with Joe Biden, just say fuck Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. They say let's go Brandon in order to bury the lead, <laughs> but thus making them seem stupider than just saying outright your your word of dissent. Yeah, you're at like a fucking like a Packers game, and all of a sudden you hear people say let's go Brandon, and I'm just like, well, like, what the fuck? is that like their new QB? Like who is? That? Yeah, I'm looking for a teammate that's just like, oh, is there a new Brandon on the team? Like, what's going on Weird. here? They're, what a cheery group. Yeah, right? What a cheery group of white idiots. <laughs> no, we call them white supremacists. Ah, I forgot. No, we got, they're, they're called, um, we got to have a fun euphemism for that, too. Like, o- opal, opal racist. Damn it, I fucked up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't come up with dumb phrases when I actually could say what I know. No, mean. we, I mean, isn't this supposed to be the land of the free, free speech, all that, right? Like, <laughs> opal racist. <laughs> yeah, opal racist. I was trying to think, like, what's another word for, like, pearl racist? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll call them uh, translucent transcendentalists. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh. Cuz their skin is so white it's like see-through. Right, yeah. right. Paper thin, paper thin. Yeah. 
What is what? Thanks for being here. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Well, uh, there goes our adult episode but, of the Savory. Before we get into the the hard hitting news, the the really like strong parameters of conversation where yeah. there's no wiggle room. There's only facts Straight. and hard boy opinions. Bullet train going right through you. We'll keep it fun right here. Oh. This past week, Kevin, yeah. and yeah. you know this because you're tapped into this. Like, okay. I think anytime something goes out regarding this IP, like, your heart starts fluttering. If it could, then yeah, it would. But it's been one year yeah. of Resident Evil Village. Village! Oh, Lady D, Cassandra's my favorite daughter. All the memories are flooding back. Yeah. Right in my head. You're looking very flush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have coordinated better. I should have streamed like that yesterday mm-hmm. and made that like the all day thing and i just i don't know i don't pay attention to anniversaries yeah ask any of my exes oh my <laughs> god <laughs> but uh yeah uh village great game i think um people are kind of wondering like, where's that dlc at but once again i'll remind people they commissioned the dlc after figuring out the village was a success yeah so because capcom is very very uh tight with their their wallet cloistered with the money and resources they spend and the big rumor is they're spending a lot of those resources on a Resident Evil 4 remake. So, you mm. know, they just wanted to make sure that people were really down with a humongous woman. <laughs> I mean, I would play more of the humongous woman. Yeah. Like, give me give me a game where I'm being chased by her for, like, right. four hours. For four straight hours, yeah. right? I mean, you can technically make that happen <laughs> in the game if you wanted to. Yeah, sure. Just, gonna just do a mod. In the mansion. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. That's so true. Well, there was... Um, the demo for it, I forget what the name of that that demo was, where you play as like a prisoner in like the castle, like Undercroft, like the was dungeon. Was it Beginning area. Hour or was no? That was Seven. Yeah, so I forget the name too, but I remember the, what you're talking about the Maiden something. Maiden, I don't remember the Maiden demo. Yeah, yeah, I think it was just a Maiden demo. Yeah, and uh, you're playing as like a presumed prisoner. So mm-hmm. like I thought they would have done like a DLC kind of in that vein, kind of like with uh, Seven, where you play as like Chancy, right? Like the cameraman, Clancy, Clancy, <laughs> close one letter off. Chauncey. Chauncey. Isn't that a Pokemon? Yeah. It's yeah, the yeah. egg one, right? Yeah, that's the, that's the egg-bearing <laughs> Hard-hitting <Pokemon>. video game <laughs> news. <laughs> but yeah, like they had the, the DLC where the bakers are just torturing this cameraman. And I figured, yeah. oh, you could have just done that, done that. with with uh, Village. But what what do you want to see from a Village DLC? From a Village de- de- delicacy? Yes. As I, as I like to call Capcom DLCs. <laughs> I called it DLC. I didn't say delicacy. <laughs> <laughs> but it fits. A delicacy. delicacy. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man. Uh, so there was, if you saw, um, what do you call it? Co- concept art for the game. Uh, they had Ada Wong in the concept art. Oh, and this. she was wearing like a plague doctor kind of like uh, yeah. disguise, and she had a grappling hook in the whole situation. I think you could go back and figure out like, okay, what if she was there like you know before Ethan ever got there? Mm-hmm. Maybe there's like a like a prequel story that takes place like hours before you know yeah. Ethan shows up in town and whatnot. Yeah, like something regarding yeah. like Spencer and Umbrella like brought her there. Right, something that can like deepen that lore a bit too, because Spencer was in the village like 50 years prior, mm-hmm. and this uh, uh, what's her name, Mother Superior. Mother Miranda. Mother Miranda. <laughs> Mother Superior. <laughs> Mother Suspiria. Uh, yeah, Mother Miranda, like, you know, was... She had her own 
backstory herself, right? Yeah. She was there. She helped create Eve and whatever the molded virus was. Mm-hmm. There's some things you can play with, right? So, like, if you're playing as Ada the Spy, figuring out more of, like, kind of the deep lore of what Village is setting up and mm-hmm. connect it to, like, other Resident Evils, I would be down like a clown, as the kids like to say. So, yeah. That'd, that'd be, be pretty thing. cool. That'd be pretty cool. It's, it's interesting, though, because, like, when you get to the Village, it's almost like shit kind of had, like, just hit the fan. Yeah. But, I mean, you could obviously play with the idea of them using that, uh, I forget, like, the Metamucite, whatever it is, the, yeah. the antigen virus, whatever thing that they're, like, kind of, in, like, uh, transplanting in people. Right. You could do the beginning hours of that. Yeah, that'd be really dope. Be some cool shit. Yeah, I, I don't see them doing a sequel story. Like, mm-hmm. I don't see them doing, like, an after-the-fact thing, right? Yeah. I think um, they're going to reuse assets from the game and maybe just expand the concepts that, like, they couldn't get done with the final product. That, mm-hmm. that, that seems more likely for DLC than us getting, like, an expansion in a different locale with, like, different characters. No, know? they're very much yeah. going to use the assets and environments that are already yeah. there. They're going to use vil- the village. Yeah, yeah, I think Seven did some interesting things where it took you to, like, different, like rooms in the baker estate and or here's you, another cavern here's another cavern <laughs> or here's like a swamp that's kind of like off the area yeah and you yeah. play as uncle joe you know <laughs> god damn i love that dlc the dlc was joe baker cool. oh my god yeah. that was fucking great but fucking great we'll see i mean it's a year of that game what i think i don't know how many copies it, it sold today but i know it's like well over like five million yeah yeah it was a lot of copies yeah. sold pretty fucking well yeah i think they're gonna do another first person and do like try to round this off as a trilogy because mm-hmm. um, they you know spoilers they set up um ethan's daughter yeah. as potentially being a protagonist and i think that could be like you can make a pretty weird part nine but just like oh, remember yeah. remember the horror Remember the horror. Yeah. Even if you do different mechanics and you're playing as a Bioshocky like Rose Winters. Yeah, know? that was our like crazy headcanon for like a yeah. ninth installment. I think it's doable, right? Like it is not too far gone for mm-hmm. Resident Evil. Look at what Wesker became. He became a fucking like I don't know, weird jelly god. That's true. That's true. You, know, you could do stuff the, like the that. The series did like veer off into like weird sci-fi horror shit yeah. after a while. Science fiction more than anything. Yeah. Like it. it even the times where you think it's supernatural, like in part seven, it's actually like, oh, no, 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 sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, cool. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it. But um, I don't think um, I don't think we'll see nine for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think, like, obviously four remake is going to be the thing that's going to be, like, the next big marketing push for yeah. them. So, And I'm excited for that. There's so much that you can do. Just please don't. Don't do a one for one. I know fans are like, oh, just do it again. No, dude. No, yeah. no, no, no. Recontextualize. It's definitely a product of its time. You need yeah. to you need to fucking ground it and you need to make it match the tone of what Remake 2 and 3 were doing as mm-hmm. well. So yeah, I've said it over and over again. Yeah. And I'll say it forever. Capcom. You'll die on that hill. I'll die on that hill, Capcom. I guess there, there's a f- one thing I would hope for. I, I would hope for maybe like another Chris DLC because obviously we got the Naughty Hero DLC, but like mm-hmm. I want to play as like this timeline's Chris. Like, Chris. Yeah, you get to play as Chris a little bit yeah. towards the third act. Oh, it was of, dope. It was like a power village. fantasy. Yeah, exactly. I uh, yeah, especially since he has a, a cast of characters with him. What the Foxhound group? That's a yeah. Metal Gear reference, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Foxtrot or whatever the fuck. Yeah. No, I think it was like Wolfhound. It's something. It's something. Some animal alias group. Animal alias group. He's hanging out with a bunch of furries. Yeah. And, and like, I'm interested because we dropped the whole blue umbrella thread pretty hard between seven and eight. Yeah. Where it's like, what was with that? He was working with them, but was he really spying on them? Mm-hmm. And then, like, if you look at the, some of the files, he created his little group of mercenaries because he was so dissatisfied dissatisfied with what BSAA was doing. Mm-hmm. Like, where the turn is BSAA are the bad guys. Yeah, and, and I'm like, where did 
we get this news? <laughs> it was a weird, like, turn that just happened in between games, and, like, if you happen to read files, then you would pick it up. Otherwise, it makes yeah. no sense from, like, what the games just present to you through cutscenes and action. No, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, hey, I got a little tip for game creators. Yeah. How about you tell uh, important story details within the game? You know? Just, just, hey, just... Would be pretty great. Just would be pretty great. Maybe I open up a laptop I find in the game and see like a quick video. Mia Winters is like, well, here's here's where we're at. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, that would be fine. Or like, like a la Resident Evil Seven, you play something. through a section where like Chris yeah. discovers the corruption of the BSAA. Right, just just anything. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, with PR, PSVR two, if we get Village in VR. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be interesting. Because um, they had that whole thing with Seven where you could play the entire game in VR. And I only ever got to play a little bit of 7 in VR, and it was fine. I mm-hmm. think figuring out how to allow you to, like, move in first person without, like, letting you, like, you know, the dream is, like, yeah. walking in place, basically, um, is is pretty difficult because you end up, like, a lot of games use the solution of you're going to be teleporting when you put, press up on the stick or whatever, like, oh, especially okay. when you turn and stuff to avoid giving people motion sickness. I don't get motion sick. You can, you can fucking do that to me. You can give me fucking, like... 800 frames per second jack me in like lawnmower man you get a little motion sick in cars though no yeah you get a little nervous i see you get sick by some of the the driving in motion that's not motion sickness (laughs) that is fear for my life (laughs) and i also get anger yeah get angry at idiots on the road doing idiotic shit why are you going 80 to exit (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we had this problem the other night when we were leaving the theater after seeing Doctor Strange 2, and you're like, this guy's riding my ass. Yeah, the and only were so nervous about fucking it. multiverse of madness is the goddamn drivers in Seattle. <laughs> 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 Fuckers. I hate them. Well, anyway, you want to segue to the the promo for the show? People you know are what, curious Brandon, what let's do the plug. Who's Brandon? Don't call me Brandon. Let's, let's go, Brandon. Don't let's call do the me plug. Brandon. <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty. Well... If you didn't know, we are The Save Room, the only gaming podcast that was bought up by the Embracer Group so that we can get closer to Daddy Randy Pitchford and the Peacock Theater. It's been a long play for me. It's been like, what, a four-year play at this point? Four-year play. I'm going to get in that motherfucker. I just want to get closer to his shirt collection. I just want to know how he does his tricks. (laughs) Do you think it's like a stunt double? (laughs) You got a stunt double? Yeah. Like, I, I'm imagining a movie... I don't mo- know how to respond. <laughs> a movie that tells the story of Randy Pitchford, but it's, like, yeah. the prestige. And, oh. like, he really does have a fucking double. And then fucking uh, Michael Caine comes out of nowhere. He's like, it's not a bloody double, but that it would is. Explain the but emergence, it is that would explain the emergence of Hollywood Pitchford yeah. that's coming about. Hanging out with Kevin Hart, right? Yeah. And, and now he's, like, the head of, like... What, what do they say? He's, like, the Hollywood of, like... Or, the sorry, the head of Hollywood deals at Gearbox now or some shit. He is, like, hamming up being the face man and, like, kind of... This is a man that just wanted to be famous. That's true. That's true. And he didn't quite know how to do it right. <laughs> He's done it wrong his whole career, and yet he still got there. You know? Perseverance wins the race, I yeah. guess, huh? Well, what happened to the other Randy? What happened to the Randy that lied to me about aliens, colonial marines? <laughs> I miss that son of a bitch. Where is that scoundrel? Where is that motherfucker? The guy who said there would be no microtransactions in Borderlands and whoops the daisies, here's some small payments. Where is that Randy? I'm tired of Hollywood Randy. <laughs> Son of a bitch. How'd we get here? Anyway, you can find our podcast on, on SoundCloud. You can find our podcast on SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show. Right? We added show in there. Mm-hmm. And Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Mm-hmm. 
And if you got some RSS feeds, just get in there. Get yeah. crazy. Put it on your body. I think Randy's got a few hidden up his sleeve. Does he really? Yeah. You know what I would like to see? Mm. That he's in the new Cronenberg movie, the fucking future of crime, crimes of the future. Oh, is there a new Cronenberg flick? Oh, you haven't seen the trailer of no, it? No, I have not. In the future, uh, we're just trying to feel pain again because no one can feel pain. So they like intersplice sex and pain together. I want to see Randy Pitchford fucking like cigar burning his body. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the way we envision like the lives or happenings of celebrities or people that we don't necessarily like is ridiculous. <laughs> what do you want? I think it makes he's the head of Gearbox's Hollywood development, and I feel like you know he needs to make the jump into like feature theatrical films. I think it just makes sense. <laughs> Claptrap's coming in there. He's like poking and drilling into his body. He's got like one of those. Uh, cap- uh, what is it? Like a branding iron. It's got a branding iron. It's a Gearbox logo, and somebody goes, Gearbox, <laughs> when it happens. <laughs> well, if you want to find out where the real things happen that don't include branding Randy Pitchford, um, you can go over to Twitch. You can find Kevin over at twitch.tv slash the red herb. That's right. He is playing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Just in case you would forget what franchise has Jedi. <laughs> like, Indiana Jones and the Jedi of Doom? Is that what you... Is that the one? Didn't they say the sequel is going to be, like, have a different naming convention? Yeah, well, it's, it's still Star Wars Jedi. Yeah. There's no Fallen Order. Okay. There's no Fallen Order 2. If you if you look, by the way, that colon, that deep, deep colon mm-hmm. is right after Jedi. Ah, okay. Not after Star Wars. Okay. So the franchise is called Star, Star Wars, Wars Jedi. Jedi. Okay. Right. So it could be anything. Be fucking Wookiee Wombat. <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Wookiee Wombat. Wookiee Wombat, for sure. Yeah. So the rumor is that's coming out in 2023, okay. by the way. There you go. Some news. Flyby news. Cool. Good shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you wanted to catch Daniel on the streamicle, on the old broadcasting broadwaves, you could find him at twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels. He's nodding along because he's like, he's like, I know it. Seems like Kevin's swimming around it. Yeah. <laughs> I forget. I sometimes I do dun- like Daniels and Dungeons. I'm like, ah, damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, Daniels and Dungeons wouldn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Yeah. You're right. It's ridiculous. <laughs> One of my favorite things is when I go into like a streamer's chat for the first time um, and just say hello or drop a pithy little comment or, you know, say like, oh, I like this game you're playing. They'll, they'll always, like, they'll read my comment and then they'll say, huh, Dungeons and Daniels. That's a great name. Right. That's a really great name. That's a strong and, name. Yeah. Like, I've had uh, Andy Cortez say it. I've had. You've had Andy Cortez? Snowbike Number one Mike games journalist? Yeah. That too? Snowbike uh, yeah. Mike, too? Yeah, Snowbike Mike's on Dungeons and Daniels. That's a good name, man. What are you, headhunting kind of funny people? <laughs> Getting in there? I remember there was a period in time where you were collecting likes. Oh, yeah. The likes funny. from the full members on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. It's happened. Happened. I never got a reply though. Mm, it's okay. These guys, they're, they're in a higher echelon than us, uh, us squanderous save room boys, right? We're in the mud. Yeah. We just regurgitate their dregs of the week. Right. They're making the news. Mm-hmm. All right. We're out here faking it. Welcome to fake news. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, streaming. It's a, it's a time. Maybe I do it too much. Who knows? Is it taking a, a part of me? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I just need to let, stop sitting on this chair. You know what I'm saying? You do spend a lot of time sitting in that chair between, like, the fucking 40-plus hours you do at work, and then, like, you stream probably, like, what, 20 to 30 hours a week? No one knows. 
there's I mean, a, there's a way to now. <laughs> there's just no way to tell. Yeah. <laughs> I'll no see you go tell. live with just like random shit like yeah. all the time. Yeah, last night I went live with Beat Hazard. People hate when I play Beat Hazard, I'd notice. People don't like show off for that one. They don't like my music interest. Well, you were also doing like the original Resident Evil 2 on PS3. Yeah. People showed up for that one. They like yeah, that one. They like that one. I like that one. Did I might you... do Code Veronica soon. Oh, okay. Again. Okay. Because I got the HD one on Xbox. Nice. Not the fucking shitty PS2 to PS4 version. <laughs> fucking garbage version. No, 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 no. The Do Nothing Remaster. <laughs> That's the one I want to play. <laughs> With no bells and whistles. So what is it that inspires some of these, like, kind of fledgling streams? Because obviously you have your Friday stream arcs where you kind of, like, you, you toil over that. You're like, what's the next one going to be? What's the next thing, right? What's the next big hotness? I think it's a, it's a mixture to? of what's what's fun to play and puts me in a good mood mm-hmm. so that people can enjoy themselves. They're like, Kevin's enjoying himself. Yeah. I'm enjoying myself, you know? there There's, there's a spectrum here, all right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to streaming, it's... um. Either people enjoy watching me play games I enjoy, mm-hmm. or they wa- they like watching me suffer through games that I absolutely despise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we and the, on the latter spectrum, I don't choose games because I think I'm going to hate them. Mm-hmm. I just try like new games sometimes, going like, all right, how's this going to yeah. be? Or I try like an older game that I was like, oh, I think I was a fan of this when it came out, like uh, Dante's Inferno, mm-hmm. for instance. Dog shit game. <laughs> dog shit game. Yeah, like I gave it a passable score when it came out. Yeah. Fucking ten years down the road, dog shit game. That's just fair. not 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 polished or very playable in my opinion listen we accepted a lot in the ps3 days yeah the xbox 360 it's days a lot of garbage. We're just like you know what we're gonna play these games because they're fun they're arcadey they're gaming games but our standards have grown they have since grown. naughty dog came along and told us games could have a story games could have a story yeah that was the first studio to say hey games could have a story right yeah i was like wow <laughs> before it was all this just mario yeah. looking for castles exactly. or something i don't know i don't know yeah they fixed them they fixed gaming thanks naughty dog thanks naughty dog thanks, you're out there naughty. doing the lord's work yeah thanks and you know what let's get let's give a shout out to cd project red they broke gaming but you know what <laughs> at least at least their games are long <laughs> yeah i guess that's the takeaway from it there's yeah. a lot of agency you know right you can play it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the Yo, shit. We, we've, we've jerked off our listeners for far too long. That's true. How long have we been jerking off? That's a long time. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll pare some of it down. Well, fuck the news real quick. <laughs> put, put her to the side over yeah, there. Okay. She, she get, get, get her warm. We have an article of the week for the kids. Oh. Okay. This is required reading, by the way. It's not a feel-good piece of reading. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. But it's called The Hopeful Beginning and Abrupt Shuttering of Funomina by Imran Khan, another ex-kind of funny alum, mm-hmm. great guy, uh, over at Fanbyte. Go check it out on Fanbyte. I recommend you read it. Of course, it's an expose about an indie game studio out in San Francisco headed up by... Uh, her name is Robin Hunnicky. Okay. Robin Hunnicky has appeared recently in a few articles uh, where she has fostered what you would say is kind of a hostile work environment. Hmm. And not in the way that you would genuinely expect, you know, not the horrible, like, uh, frat boy environment that Activision is so famous for, right? More so just getting really, 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 uh, how would you say, invasively into her employees' lives and then weaponizing that information in the workplace. Oh, wow. You know, like, uh, apparently one person in this article they mentioned, they didn't want to work overtime. Um, At the time, they were doing, like, content for Roblox because the studio didn't have a game Mm -hmm. to, like, work on or any funding deals going on. So they just took contract work, work for hire stuff. Yeah. And they fucking hated doing that, by the way. I thought they did a lot of, like, contract work for, like, Annapurna. 
Uh, yeah, technically. Yeah. I mean, they, Annapurna published, uh, I believe, Wadham and another Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, Annapurna comes up in these stories, too, by the way, mm-hmm. as, uh, you know, we want to give them credit for their, you know, kitschy kind of, they're the A24 video games. But when it comes to them figuring out that studios like Fulbright have some problems, mm-hmm. especially with staffing or how people are being treated on staff, they don't give a fuck. They're like, in the Fulbright story, if you remember about Steve Gaynor that we talked about a couple months ago, mm-hmm. the members of the staff went up to Annapurna, told them what was going on, and they're like, oh, okay, what do you need them to finish the game? Is all they cared about. So, let's, uh... I will remember the name Annapurna. Uh, sounds like a corporate publisher. In this instance, um, somebody didn't want to work overtime because, you know, who wants to crunch in fucking Roblox? Mm-hmm. And she had mentioned, oh, well, that's okay. You need to go home because your marriage is failing. Jesus. In a meeting in front of everyone else. Yeah. So Robin Haneke, uh positioned herself as this kind of like very progressive, very... Um, forward-thinking game designer wanted to be like one of those auteurs that builds people up and Mm -hmm. does a bunch of like you know uh speeches and gdc talks and whatnot and even taught at uh i think uscsc whatever the san francisco university was right Mm -hmm. wanted to be that it person and was well liked in the industry and yet behind the scenes it's like fucking two-faced like night and day of how Hmm. she would treat people so that's what this article is about and I think it just further supplants the idea this kind of stuff doesn't just happen in big AAA blockbuster studios. Mm-hmm. It can happen in a studio where this studio, for instance, Funamina, uh, only had 22 people mm-hmm. employed there. Uh, they're not really employed very much right now. However, no one in upper management, which includes uh, uh, Haneke herself, have gone on record saying that the studio is officially closed, even though they're basically not operating. It's just a matter of time. Yes. No, it's already happened. Yeah. It's just that they refuse to say it because uh, Haneke thinks that she's going to get some sort of like Hail Mary funding at a certain point. In the moment that you announce a closure, people are going to be like, oh, well, fuck you. Bye. Yeah. Ah, 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 ah. Interesting. So a name to look out for in the future. Yeah, a name that I had not heard until this article came out. So Yeah, yeah, but well known in, in game dev mm-hmm. circles. Uh, very well known, actually. Yeah. And I had actually watched an interview with Gama Sutra, now known as Game Developer. Stupid fucking name. You guys are idiots. Uh, yeah, a gaming publication calling themselves Game Developer. <laughs> you That's out of weird. Your mind? That's really weird. <laughs> there was a pull quote that somebody saw the other day because they reviewed a game, and it's like, oh, this game is phenomenal. Game, game Developer. developer. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, uh, required reading, and Imran Khan said that he worked on that article for months, mm-hmm. interviewing people, talking about the climate, the studio, getting first-hand accounts, and he mm-hmm. did a wonderful work, very good read. Imran Khan, that's he, a guy to look out for. He's a good writer, and he's got definitely got a good, valuable voice in the industry, um, and I appreciate him being, like, he used to be with Game Informer, and I appreciate, like, him and his circle doing the true journalism like you know it's not just like regurgitation of like news reviews or like press releases press releases yeah, right yeah, yeah. or like this game's coming out like doing him, reporting yeah That's him reporting. and his partner uh rebecca valentine she does a lot of the stories that that break pretty big over it is it kotaku or ign this is ign these yeah, days okay yeah 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 yeah, you were mentioning she did a uh, expose in Nintendo after we heard the uh, Kotaku talking about uh, the contractor thing. Uh, too. It was somebody else. It wasn't her. <gasps> I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, that's why we're not number one game. I think it was Cat Bailey. Cat Bailey. Yeah. Oh, I follow Cat Bailey. Yeah. Cat Bailey. Well, let's get to our regurgitation of news. Let's do it. <laughs> I got four items on you. On you. Oh, get them off. Get them off. Want these. They hurt. <laughs> <laughs> They're poison darts. Only fire will get them off. 
There's a big one, a big one. The talk of the whole week. There's no way you haven't heard this. Number one, Square Enix sells off Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, and more for 300 million smackaroos. All right. Not the biggest cash dollar acquisition we've heard of, but still pretty big deal. Strap in. There's a lot to get into. Think about stuff. Okay. Arguably the biggest news to come out of last week, Square Enix had itself something of a fire sale. Swedish holding company Embracer Group made a cash transaction to pick up Itis Montreal, Square Enix Montreal, and Crystal Dynamics for 300 mil. The deal also includes the IP purchase of Deus Ex, Thief, the Legacy of Kane franchise, motherfucking Tomb Raider, and a back catalog of over 50 games. I would love to see that list. I don't think they've shared the list, though. Mm -hmm. A Japanese company, first and foremost, Square Enix has stated throughout the years that its Western-developed IP has consistently underperformed. Its Marvel partnership, in particular, turned into a money pit for them. No, not the movie with Tom Hanks, by the way. Industry analyst David Gibson says Marvel's Avengers, released in 2020, resulted in losses of nearly 200 million fucking dollars for the, for the studio. And while 2021's Guardians of the Galaxy saw critical acclaim, the financial claim was on the low end and then several months later not even several uh we saw that game on game pass mm -hmm. by the way while it makes sense to cut loose an underperforming sector square enix says this deal has another uh benefit by enabling quote the launch of new businesses by moving forward with investments in fields including blockchain ai and the cloud end quote because like you like if you want to be even a tech adjacent company nowadays, you have to say these words mm -hmm. somewhere in your company. Yeah. There needs to be AI or cloud or blockchain. The, the buzzwords that like yeah. make fucking investors and like uh -huh. metaverse. Bros. Yeah, tech bros kind of yeah. perk up. Jesus Christ! How embarrassing, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it's honestly not surprising because what it was like their New Year's uh, letter. The president of Square Enix came that's out right. saying that they were going to be pushing really hard for blockchain technology, and that's something that the company really believes in. Right, just as embarrassing then. Yeah, more embarrassing now. <laughs> so we'll get into it now. Pundits are pointing out that this deal, which includes both intellectual property and the studios that know how to develop those properties, is rather fucking low in comparison to other hot acquisitions. Just this year, Sony acquired Bungie for over $3 billion, 3.6, and last year, Embracer purchased Gearbox for $1.3 billion. Uh, at least 0.3 of that is Randy's uh, shirt collection. <laughs> <laughs> and his magic secrets. God, him, you son of a bitch. Anyway. The Galactus of Gaming seems to have made off with a bargain bin value. It expects to bolster that revenue even more should it choose to make an exclusivity deal with either PlayStation or Xbox for any of its shiny new IP. Meanwhile, Crystal Dynamics has a new Tomb Raider in the works on Unreal 5, by the way, and will continue to partner with Microsoft on their Perfect Dark reboot. Hmm. And I just want to throw this aside, by the way, and coincidentally, the Wall Street Journal reported uh, that the sale of NFTs fell to a daily average of 19,000 last week, which is a 92% decline compared to, uh, you know, 225k back in September. So, you know, keep a brave ex vivious chin. Is that how you say it? Ex vivious? The game. Brave. Oh, I think that's you know, how you say it. Yeah. Keep a brave, exvivious chin. <laughs> what the fuck are you saying? I tried to. Me? It's better written. Saying it out yeah. loud, I fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no. Okay, okay. There's so much to unpack here, dude. Sure. Where do you want to start? Where? Okay. Let's look at the. Let's look at the deal itself. 
uh, hasn't gone through as these deals take like months and months to yeah. clear. And there, as we're going to get into the next story, there might be, uh, I don't know, regulators very interested about it. Mm-hmm. But I think they might be less interested in this deal because it's one of the lowest acquisitions we've seen in recent sure. years. Uh, Activision Blizzard, what? Well, that was like over $6 million or something? Or $6 billion? Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, $300 million for not just the IP, but the studios? Do you think this is on the low low? For a few historied franchises and IP, tech assets, employees, manpower studios, I mean, yeah, it is kind of on on the low low, but Mm. it kind of speaks to probably how low Square thinks of some of these Western properties (laughs) and how bad they just kind of wanted to offload them. Right. Their Western footprint seemed to be one of those things where it was just more to have it and less like something they actually believed in. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised to see them kind of dump them off in, in favor of this or as some people are saying, maybe they're shoring up for another acquisition kind of down the line. But yeah, three, 300 million is is pretty low. I, I feel like for Tomb Raider alone, right, like that bumps it up to maybe like 500, 600 million because that was a pretty um, profitable franchise, right? Like the Tomb Raider games. I feel like it still is. Yeah, especially like the, the remake uh, trilogy, like as gross, like well over like... 30 million units across the the entries like that that's nothing to kind of like balk at like i feel like that's something that they want to would want to keep close now some of the other stuff like yeah maybe they did put a lot of investment in their Hmm. marvel licenses that didn't quite have a return right like didn't quite yeah and like they're at the point where they're basically abandoning fucking marvel's avengers like despite like them announcing like yeah all these new things are gonna come we have a roadmap you're gonna get the mighty thor and it's like no, they're fucking sunsetting that game, like, very quietly, it seems. Yeah, it sounds like the partnership with was Square Enix, not the studio itself. So yeah. it's like, they don't have access to that license anymore, right? They're, yeah. It's done. And I thought Guardians had done pretty well, but I guess they didn't quite not see financially. it as quite the success it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um... It, it's it's a I have the same feeling they just wanted out of the business so fucking bad that they're mm-hmm. like yeah sure we'll take the three hundred mil right yeah. um, and I think especially if you're looking at just one single title in that itinerary of western uh, sorry western developed mm-hmm. titles uh, costing you two hundred million in losses mm-hmm. yeah it's time it's time to fucking figure out an exit strategy so mm-hmm. I, I agree with that right like I get that that makes sense I still say they could have negotiated a little but. Here's what the rumor mill is doing, Daniel. They're saying that it looks like they're trying to streamline their value proposition, right? Mm -hmm. Make it a little cleaner should somebody like Sony, for instance, acquire them. And that was my initial suspicion as well. Mm -hmm. I could see both sides to the argument, however. Some people are saying, oh, that makes perfect sense and it's definitely going to happen. We even have Forbes reporting on like... Greggy Miller, game over Greggy, saying that he heard a rumor that that's definitely what's happening. Sony's picking up Square Enix. Yeah, on on their podcast, PS I Love You XOXO, right. like he had talked about it. He's like, this is one of the rumors that I think is very true. Right, and then on the other side, you have other industry insiders such as uh lawrence sontag saying it doesn't make sense for sony because sony right now is in this whole gambit of we want uh live service games mm-hmm. and square enix, square enix has gone on record saying we're very bad at making those kinds of games oh Case they're point, terrible at it marvel's avengers and then let's look at uh the player count last week from babylon's fall being one, one. person on steam that's insane one person right now i i'm leaning more towards i think it makes sense that Sony's going to pick them up mm-hmm. because I'm thinking about like, oh, well, if they want something that has both storied franchise, they've had a close working relationship with Square Enix over many decades at this point. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that 
uh, the Final Fantasy franchise fucking exploded thanks to the partnership with PlayStation mm-hmm. with 7 and onward, right? Yeah. But here's the other thing. Square does have a very, very popular games-as-a-service game. 14. Mm-hmm. Right there. That's a market that Sony doesn't have. They don't have MMO. <laughs> no, no, they don't. You know? And it's interesting comparing it across, like, what... Um, Microsoft is soon to have with Blizzard and you know World of Warcraft and some Correct. of their other games and services. So yeah, it's they they might want to have something that kind of has that model to it. Now it took them a while to get that sort of success, right? Like did eleven, which wasn't too great, and even like Final Fantasy still super profitable. I, so, I will yeah. always defend eleven's profitability. Still profitable, but even it's for, not a money guy. Yeah, fourteen took some time to get off the ground. They had to fucking nuke the entire in-game universe and mm-hmm. then do a Realm Reborn. So like you know, it took no them a while. No clip has a great documentary about that, by the way. Yes. But it took them a while to get the success that they had with 14, and now it's one of those games that's so popular that it had to literally gate people from buying it digitally because they didn't have the <laughs> server load for it, which is insane. It's like an anti-NFT. Oh, my God. So it would make sense if Sony came along and, like, scooped them up. And, yeah, like, if they were trying to kind of cut some of their fat down um, for some of their kind of, like, dead weight franchises, sure, it makes sense. I don't know, though, that they needed to sell off like tomb raider but maybe that was the golden goose that like made the sale a bit more enticing easy like hey yeah you, you've cut ties with all the western complications yeah. in some way and the operating costs associated with those so yeah. now it's easier to but they're still gobble. keeping things like life is strange life is strange just cause yeah just cause i guess and then um what was the other one there was a third one i forget what it is life is strange that one. Oh, outriders oh yeah yeah the I think in the news they said it didn't turn a profit last year. Yeah. Either. But it's still getting DLC next month. Yeah. This month. We and live it, in this month. It's happening this month. Still supporting it and No, I'm wrong, it's next month. Um but yeah, looking at like Sony's historic partnership with Square Enix, right? Like Final Fantasy VII Remake being a timed exclusive. Um, time to what? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Xbox ain't getting it. Yeah, at this so point, hard. they're not getting it. The, the yeah, idea yeah. that Final Fantasy sixteen is going to be an exclusive. Right. Uh, Forspoken is supposed to be an exclusive as well. It's like we're, the tea leaves are pointing in that direction. Yeah. But we don't know shit. Mm-hmm. And even if this got really, really close, this deal could fall apart behind the scenes and yeah. it just doesn't happen so like that that's the reality of it right like everyone's like oh if i was a betting man i'm like i wouldn't bet on this industry dog yeah. <laughs> it's volatile <laughs> now my thing about square enix as a whole is like looking at what happened with their western studios and yeah. seeing it kind of fall apart is one i'm not surprised because i don't think they're a very good business like i don't i think like some of their publishing relationships are pretty shoddy they make weird consumer decisions they're very money first so, like, I'm not surprised to see, like, them kind of lean in favor of, like, basically selling their fucking soul for, like, this NFT gold rush. Yeah. yeah. It, just, it just sucks to see so much, like, mismanagement happen with some of these IPs and, like, the complete lack of faith when they could have invested more time and assets to, like, making them a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really think they did as much for Avengers as they could have, right? Like, No, no. <laughs> I, I think when it came to the Western front, they just didn't know how to market any of this, like, correctly. Yeah. Or, or come in and give any valuable advice to these studios yeah. and be like, no, it should go in this direction or this makes sense, right? Not, none of that. Mm-hmm. None of it. They let, them, they let them fend for themselves and then didn't know how to fucking market them. Mm-hmm. And then would cry, cry, cry literally like two months after the game releases about how much it underperformed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesus Christ, <laughs> guys. Yeah, I don't think Square Enix is a very... No. Uh, how would you say... Uh, wise business. No, I, and like there's... They've had storage struggles like internally for for years. Like they came mm-hmm. like the kind of like 
split off where like you know squaresoft and square like kind of became their own separate entities and then square enix became a thing down the line and they have the things that they rest their laurels on right like their main japanese tent poles their dragon quest their final fantasies their newer stuff like right. you know near that and kingdom hearts but like even those games reek of like mismanagement and development hell and it's just like it doesn't <laughs> seem like the studio has it all together right so a lack of uh discipline ironically yeah so i would love to see this partnership happen or you know cannibalization of it where like sony maybe comes in and gets them on a better track but Mm -hmm. we'll see the weird thing is that embracer group like they seem like this entity that just kind of like gobbles up like corporations and things it reminds you of like thq nordic back in the day where they would just buy ips and then not really do anything with it um didn't they actually buy thq nordic and like a few other things <laughs> let's run through the motherfucking list there's a whole wikipedia yeah. page for embracer group subsidiaries like are you kidding me it's like i can't even have it in a paragraph there is a chart a chart here we go we got fucking amplifier game invest which includes all of these studios underneath it Jeez. we've got asmodi asmodi is a big deal in the tabletop uh, community by the way mm-hmm. or tabletop business okay they basically own almost more than half of the tabletop business okay we got coffee stain holding we got dark horse media what the fuck bitch we got deca games easy brain gearbox entertainment and everything under gearbox by the way including their their canada studios montreal because they give uh tax breaks to game studios Mm -hmm. we've learned that on a previous episode we did uh fucking cock media a lot of big yeah, cock so action got, with those studios, dog. Deep Silver under there. You uh-huh. got fucking Vertigo Games, Warhorse Studios. Oh my god. Yeah. Saber Interactive. We like them. They make things like World War Z. I can't tell which studio does because they have 15,000 studios underneath them. Yeah, and then THQ Nordic. And now they own THQ Nordic. Yeah. Including all of the studios underneath them, including Rainbow Studios. Mm-hmm. Wasn't I mentioning Rainbow Studios earlier today for some fucking reason? Didn't they make like a PS2 game? You might have been mentioning it oh, on Rainbow, stream. It Rainbow, wasn't me. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Rainbow <laughs> Studios made Pod Racer 2, Star oh, really? Wars Pod Racer Revenge. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. What a full circle of a day for Kevin. So they're doing this thing where they're they have gobbled up 124 yeah. internal studios and publishers uh, with about 14,000 employees in 45 countries. But what have they done? with any of this stuff like are they just kind of like hoarding ip and fucking evil dead's coming out next week that's a pretty big deal to me dog yeah but that was now that i know embracer (sighs) owns it that's weird but that feels like that was coming out before they even fucking like made their purchase but i actually don't even know when deep silver was bought up by yeah yeah, they they purchased saber a while back was it a while back yeah yeah, no they didn't do it yesterday let me tell you what Hmm. this studios or sorry this holding company They've been doing some consolidation work. Yeah. I got to tell you, man, uh, this consolidation stuff, it's happening more and more. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a world where like five entities own all of gaming. Mm-hmm. Should be interesting. Or, I submit, not interesting at all. It'll be boring. Because what what are all <sighs> these big money grubbies going to do? They're going to make safe choices. Yeah. They're going to make choices that make them money only. I don't know. Less and less gambles is kind of my fear about like what happens in gaming. It'll make the indie sk- the indie game space even more interesting. By yeah. the way, you'll see much more like subversive or just counter culture games that mm-hmm. just you know get out there. But however, the problem with this consolidation is that there's no reason, unless these indie studios play ball mm-hmm. with these big ass publishers, to market them or have you know about them, right? Yeah, I mean that's why we have like 
bigger giants like Nintendo and Microsoft and, and Sony in ways kind of lean into the indie space. But even after a while, like some of it starts to feel like homogenized where it's yeah. like, is this an indie game? Because really? it's, it's up to their yeah. uh, penchant for cur- curation yeah. to like what their sensibilities for what they think is going to hit, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it stops being about discoverability, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, uh, none of these fucking big acquisitions would have guided me to a game that I bought yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, Nightmare of Decay, which is a first person love letter to resident evil one. Oh, cool very cool it's three dollars on steam just pure word of mouth just mm-hmm. seeing resident evil creators on twitter just talking about it and i was like no no there's no fucking big publisher for this it's yeah like, like one dude making this fucking thing <laughs> <laughs> you know and i'm like oh it's exactly what i want it's mm-hmm. resident evil <laughs> but old yeah i mean we could get some dilution of like identity and brands over time or these companies could just let these studios continue to do what they do best obviously there might be a kind of like scheme in the background for them to shore up and like you know maybe make more games of service stuff maybe lean into battle royale or subscription models or shit that like we don't really appreciate as much but like i i don't know it would be silly to buy up a company like you know uh itis montreal and crystal dynamic and not let them continue to do what they're good at right like yeah i think so it all suddenly starts to make sense why square had announced that there was a new tomb raider game in the works uh was that to maybe drum up hype and kind of like make the company seem a little bit more attractive i don't like a buy or these deals don't feel like they happen overnight though right it wasn't too long ago that the new tomb raider was announced yeah i don't think it was a uh Oh, how would you say uh, advertising for? Hey, please buy us because we got like new shit in the pipeline. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's. I think that's probably just coincidence, right there. I don't mm-hmm. think that's like okay. a play. Interesting. I think um, money people talk for a long time <laughs> before they oh, decide yeah. to flash yeah, yeah. their fucking wallets, right? For but, sure. Like we talk about with the Microsoft and Activision deal yeah. all the time, where it's like, yeah, this is probably in the work for like fucking months, if not like a year or so. Maybe yeah. actually, I have some uh, news on that one, but not until we get to the last uh, item there. Yeah. So, um, uh, what else? Do we think about this? Because it's, I don't know. Does it feels like the the traction to NFTs and blockchain technology and all that is just going to continue to happen? Um, we're seeing a lot of companies really favorite uh, have like favoritism towards it. Even like Reggie Fizeme, like we talked about on the last plays, where it's like you know he was like, oh, if I could sell my fucking you know Animal Crossing Island, I would. Um, yeah, I know. I think it's going to end in, hopefully, uh, laughable failure Yeah. for these companies, let's say. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, it never made sense to begin with, is what all these companies mm. are going to say, right? When it when it's proven to, like, oh, yeah, this is not a viable venture, as we like to call it, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I think it's stupid. Like I said earlier, it's, it's buzzwords that if you want to be in tech, if you want to play ball, if you want to look current, if you want to mm-hmm. look salable in some way, you got to say them. You yeah. got to you got to use metaverse. You got to talk about your fucking game strategy, you know? Mm-hmm. Just in the, just in a in a very different way, just in the same way that we saw DC mimic what Marvel was doing where it's like, "Well, we're going to do a shared universe too," right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, "But you didn't really like put in the work to make that happen whereas Marvel kind of concepted that from the beginning of like, "Let's try this." Yeah. You know? And I think it's the same with NFTs. If you're chasing um, other people's tales, you're going to find out that, like, oh, well, fuck, that was never my tale to begin with, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I mean, so. I could see them do like really cheap things with some of their most like beloved characters and franchises, where it's like, here is an NFT of Tubi being upskirted, you know? Or oh, like, Jesus Christ! Uh, fucking Emron Khan had said, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they did an NFT of like fucking Aerith dying or something like right. that, and like capitalizing on these yeah, moments yeah. that are really big and part of like. Um, you know, their history. Cause like looking at like what Konami did with theirs, right? Like they did scenes and music and like mm-hmm. character animations and shit. So like I could see them leaning hard into like just kind of beloved moments and having that just speak to these weird digital collectors. Right, right, right. The, the stupid bitches, I like to call them. Oh, yeah. But digital collectors is a nicer yes. way to refer to them. I guess the Wikipedia article would call them that. Stupid bitches is a broad spectrum. Yeah. But specifically, that's how I think of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, good good it's gonna it's not gonna go well (laughs) it's it's not gonna go well for them right Mm -hmm. but like i said in the previous episode somebody's gonna figure out something that is like blockchainy but not it's not gonna be any of the nomenclature that we noticed today it's not gonna be nft it's not gonna be blockchain uh you already see facebook trying to like be like what about the metaverse and people are like second life no not that second (laughs) no it's the metaverse (laughs) it's like oh, oh okay sorry Sorry, it sounds a lot like Second Life. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like something we've been doing for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. But it's like lame as fuck in your version, right? Yeah. I get to see a cartoon version of Mark Zuckerberg, and I finally realized that I might have killed myself a long time ago and have been in hell this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to get into the next story because this kind of like bounces off of what's going on with, when it comes to a- acquisitions, but... My favorite word, the consequences. <laughs> the consequences. <laughs> the consequences of major bias? Yes. Wow. I want to talk about that because I think it spits back to this a little sure. bit. So number two on here is the FTC is investigating Sony's Bungie deal. Okay. Seems like we're talking about video game acquisitions instead of video games these days. <laughs> and the Federal Trade Commission is fucking sick of it. <laughs> According to the sources that spoke with the information, it's literally... A website called that. The FTC also wants the information about Sony's $3.6 billion purchase of Bungie. Actually, I like the, the branding of the information more than game developer. I, it's good, isn't yeah. it? Where, where are you going to go for it? We're like, where's the information at? The launch of such an investigation could potentially delay this merger by at least six months. Apparently, the FTC is worried that Sony could deny access to Bungie's existing games and competing services. Notably, Sony has said it plans to keep Bungie Games cross-platform, which is not a kindness competitor Microsoft has paid in return with their Bethesda acquisition. Starfield, for example, will be an Xbox and PC exclusive, and it seems all but a guarantee that future titles like Elder Scrolls VI will go the same route. Now, the FTC reportedly plans to investigate the popularity of Destiny and whether or not a platform restriction could hurt Sony's competitors, raising antitrust concerns. Now, you know, we're here about education, right? What's antitrust, you ask? I got it for you. A single Google search informed me of the following. It's when we don't trust Randy Pitchford. That is... Antitrust laws, quote, antitrust laws are statutes developed by governments to protect consumers from predatory business practices and ensure fair competition. Antitrust laws are applied to a wide range of questionable business activities, including market allocation, bid rigging, price fixing, and monopolies. Okay. Now, looking into big money deals is what the FTC routinely does. But the industry has been kind of on a consolidation streak as of late. 
As fewer and fewer companies start owning more and more of gaming as we know it, scrutiny around power mergers will increase. Microsoft's recent merger with Activism uh, Blizzard, which hasn't closed yet, was also under FTC investigation for similar concerns. Now, this one stood out to me because I'd almost interpreted it as the FTC being concerned about the idea of a business saying this thing is now exclusive to us. Yeah. Which is part and parcel for gaming, but it's a little different when they when they kind of mention like there's a difference between an exclusivity deal like let's say uh, it's going to be a year on Xbox or something, you know, what have you or even saying I made a deal with a specific company mm-hmm. in order to get this game only on my platform, right? Like, let, let's say they're a third-party company, and, you know, a good example is Final Fantasy 16. Hey, we want it for PS5. Yeah. They didn't buy the company to do that. That's the deal maker here, mm-hmm. which is they bought up Bungie completely, meaning they control their decisions now. Yeah. And that's the concern of, like, oh, so you're buying up other companies in order to force that exclusivity? Is that an antitrust is kind of like the question around that. And I never really thought of it that way. I was just kind of like, isn't that just what happens? I don't know. I don't know what's mm-hmm. considered uh, what should be regulated versus not. I mean, you think about like why these antitrust laws and things were even like kind of founded back in like the 1800s, right? It was like more about like, you know, just making sure that there was no economic monopolies, right? Or things that like could impact certain markets, right? And hmm. You know, when we think of something like gaming, it's like, well, it's just an entertainment medium, right? Like, what does it really matter if one company, like, has all these game studios? They're going to put out games, right? But, like, I guess there is some cause for concern on a, you know, a federal level for, like, why a company may be doing something like that. But I don't know. It's... It's weird because we have a company like Disney, right, that went and bought, like, all these major companies like Marvel, Fox, and so on. And it's like, are they being investigated on a similar level? Have they been investigated for stuff like that? I think they might have, like, what's accord initially for, like, antitrust stuff. But, like, obviously there wasn't an issue scene with it. So, like, why is there an issue scene with this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's probably maybe part of the problem is it feels like if there is a, a law, sounds like there is. Yeah. I'm sorry, we're not educated. Um, it's not being fairly enforced Mm -hmm. because like big companies are getting away with it and then you know getting top lawyers to argue like no way (laughs) no way this is not a problem i remember um microsoft saying like well even with the merger with activision blizzard we're still like the fourth company down of like the most yeah like uh profitable out of like all of gaming Mm -hmm. you know sony being above them actually which i found a little surprising considering microsoft's revenue but they were like Mm -hmm. no just our gaming sector i'm like ah that makes sense it almost feels like if, if we got to the point where like microsoft was buying sony Sony and then like buying Nintendo and it was truly a monopoly then right. there would be some cause for concern because at that point you're not just buying IP studios you're uh, buying your access to those IP and studios which is like you know yeah. potentially the hardware involved with yeah that. and the technology behind it you're buying like yeah. cloud technology like engines stuff that like you know you might not have had and there is cause for concern about that but like it's just video games I don't know yeah that's the thing video games are not like a necessary commodity. I think actually commodity doesn't mean necessary, right? What's a commodity again? <laughs> uh, I thought commodity meant necessary. Is it necessary? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I thought it like because it's common oh, commodity. My. Can you well, look up commodity? I'm going to look up commodity because obviously we yeah. have to have uh, strong definitions and 
information. I don't always have the answers. I want the listeners to understand that every day is an opportunity to learn a little bit more about the world around you. A commodity, a raw material or primary agriculture product that can be bought and sold, such as copper or coffee. Okay. Right. So, you know, Bungie, uh, Destiny 2 is not copper. (laughs) (laughs) No, but they're seeing it as gold. Oh, that's a turn of phrase right there. Mm. Yeah. I mean, isn't that the thing about it? It's like, uh, what? What's the long play of consolidation in gaming? And I think, like, well, when you start thinking about, let's say, it depends on what you're picking up, right? What about, like, games that require a subscription and mm-hmm. things like that, where it's like, oh, okay, well, now that one company owns, let's say, something like, wow, hey, Microsoft. Yeah. What if they do jack up subscriptions and be like, well, you don't have uh, another avenue for this because yeah. we decide how to play ball. That might cause a lot of concerns, yeah. right? No, that that's definitely very, very astute. Yeah, so th- that kind of thing I think might be the, the larger concern and that will get you some scrutiny. Luckily for Destiny, that's not the case. It's mm-hmm. usually like the platform that determines your access to online multiplayer, which is should be a concept that's done away with. By the way, you shouldn't have to pay to play online for yeah. multiplayer games. I think that's fucked up. I'm going to say that that is fucked up. Like subscription models on top of already owning the game. Yeah, that's fucking clown shit. Yeah. That's clown shit. If I, I mean, pay $60 for a game, you're not going to charge me monthly for a fucking game. Fuck you, clown shit assholes. Anyway. Yeah, the, so the investigation of Sony is a weird one because it's like like you had said, right? Like they have agreed to let Bungie continue to distribute their games like cross-platform and do what well, they're doing with it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Destiny being like cross-platform and, and, and being in all these available spaces, like they're going to continue to let it flourish where it is. But right. like it's the idea of them like using their games of service approach and like their technology and, yeah. you know, internalizing that and not having it be a shared thing for yeah, people. Is, is the FTC like concerned about like a situation where what they... Uh, retroactively shut down access on like competitor platforms to yeah. Destiny 2 as we know it. That would be some shit that's antitrust. That's some shit where I'm like, oh, that that's completely fucked. Well, but Sony wouldn't do that to their reputation. Yeah, I also feel like thinking about like you know the trade, commerce, and economic like reasons for like why like these antitrust things are even like implemented. It's not like Sony like is like epic right where they have like a launcher where they host a bunch of games that are trying to monopolize something like that that's completely different i don't know it feels weird yeah i i think it's just because the the nature of the deal and the fact that it's such a high cash value for one studio that's catching attention right now plus uh it doesn't help that sony's making this acquisition in a battlefield of acquisition so Mm -hmm. ftc feels like they need to make some examples that's probably what's going on yeah right so they're going to like, well, we're going to go after the big boys now, right? Yeah. I think the Activision Blizzard deal is probably one to look into a bit harder. harder. But maybe they can't because there's so much red tape around it right now with like the civil lawsuits and everything else. That's when you begin threatening people. No, I, I, think, you're, I think you're right at this point. Like this weird, I, like I hate that we're in this acquisition season that like yeah. it's just like, oh, we're competing. We're not competing now by putting out good games. <laughs> we're competing now by swallowing up the competition. Yeah. And it's like it feels weird. And obviously on a federal level that raises some some eyebrows uh and it should yeah and i'm glad it do yeah yeah you like i i just feel like yeah it's, it's something that needs to be investigated too mm-hmm. like i agree like just look into this even if it's like innocuous well i won't call this innocuous but even if it's a situation where it's like it's pretty cut and dry with bungie and sony yeah that doesn't seem like a thing like i don't know gobbling up a publisher for instance yes like microsoft just did, yes you know that's huge or embracer group 
Yeah, I would be looking at them. Gobbling up the <laughs> destiny of three different studios filled with people in different uh, geolocational mm-hmm. places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, these, these companies things. that are likely doing it for, like, tax breaks and, like, write-offs right. and stuff like that. Right. But, man, that's a high dollar value on that shit, right? Yeah. And you don't spend that amount of money to play fair. Mm-hmm. That's what we said about Microsoft. And they were like, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll check out the future of Bethesda games. We'll see what's going on right there. And then it turns out, oh, Starfield, Game Pass exclusive. Yeah. Suck my dick. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God. You did the thing. You literally did the thing. Yeah. You're going to spend for the Spencer bucks. And yeah. it's like, what? What? Yeah, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Because if they start looking at this kind of, like, deal as, as being even close to antitrust, that might change how businesses play ball. But then again, uh, the rich will always be rich and powerful and get away with everything they want. Huh. Mm-hmm. I did die a long time ago. Which <laughs> your body's rotting on a fucking metaverse server somewhere. I'm underneath some train tracks somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it makes me wonder if maybe there was a point where like Disney had been investigated, and because they're Disney, maybe they just bought their way out of it. And we could have avoided Book of Boba Fett. Oh man, <laughs> we could have lived in a reality where Book of Boba Fett and COVID didn't happen. But God damn it, Disney had to go in and be Disney. Do you think? Like, the FTC stepping in has the ability to, like, stop some of these deals. Because, like, obviously, like, the 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 Activision one isn't finalized yet. And same no, no, with no, the, no. the Bungie yeah. one. Like, so they can come in and potentially, like, reverse these deals. There's a potential. I don't see it or, happening. Or, like, do they just find them? But I... Maybe. Like, I at least see them getting... De- like, they, the reporting here is that they're going to get delayed. Because mm-hmm. they're like, hey, 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 pause your shit. We're yeah. going to investigate, right? So... Like a tax audit, you know? Mm. And I got to tell you, we never thought Wesley Snipes was going to go to prison. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. So we'll see how this this turns out, right? I guess with that, though, like, if they're being investigated, right, like, the the prospect of them potentially buying a studio like Square Enix, does that slow that down? Like, at that point, if you're being investigated for, like, antitrust reasons, are you going to continue buying studios? Right. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know. I got to tell you, we've been looking into your wife's murder here, and um, I see you're dating again. suspicious there sean what's a little weird sean where's Irvin Allstat? <laughs> he doesn't even look sad in the pictures <laughs> no, he doesn't. wow well I, I gotta i gotta put the kibosh and give you the, okay. the old save room we'll see yeah we'll see on that one i don't think there's wow. a more perfect way to outro on the acquisition <laughs> discussion <laughs> um hey I'm really suspecting I died a long time ago. <laughs> you hear about this Roe v. Wade shit? Oh, the fuck I have, man. Jesus Christ. Let's get into this. Number three. <sighs> Bungie defends abortion rights respectfully and yells at the gamers. Good. Fuck the gamers. <laughs> now, last Monday, Politico published a leaked draft of the Supreme Court's majority opinion to strike down Roe v. Wade, uh, the court ruled decision that protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose to have an abortion without excessive government restriction. Okay, that's been around since the 70s, if I'm correct. 71? Yeah, 1973. Damn it, I'm so fucking close. The discourse around this leak has predictably caused a rift in the U.S., letting us all know that we live next to sons of bitches. (laughs) 
Now, not missing words, Bungie published a blog post the very next day calling the draft, quote, a blow to freedom in America mm. and is a direct attack on human rights, end quote, which it is. Mm-hmm. You're hearing from me saying it is. Now, the post goes on to say, quote, by creating a divide between those who possess the fundamental right to make healthcare decisions that are right for them and those who do not possess that same freedom, this decision, should it become final, will have far-reaching consequences that will be felt for generations across socioeconomic lines, end quote. Bungie took the opportunity to link to healthcare organizations that people can donate to at the end of the post. Hint, hint, dear listener, go over there and look at the post. The response on Twitter, just as predictably, has been caustic. With over 70,000 likes and 4,000 replies, Kotaku notes that the tweet linking to the blog has more engagement than the tweet announcing the Sony merger. Yes. (laughs) Instead of remaining silent, Bungie is snapped back at the gamers, respectfully, but decisively clapping back at the criticism. Now, I can give you a a kind of lowdown of some of the replies that have been going around here. Please, please do. And, well, we have one gamer saying, can't you just stick to making video games? Which is a sentiment that we get whenever um, video game companies or the people involved try to remind their audience that they are also human beings Mm. with concerns Mm -hmm. and dreams and hopes and aspirations, right? And Bungie's simple response was, never. (laughs) Another person, uh, actually, (laughs) this one got deleted, (laughs) but they said, we prefer to use our platform to make the world better for employees and beyond, says Bungie. Mm -hmm. Now, here's another another one. I'm not going to name the guy, but he does have an anime uh, uh profile there yeah. yeah 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 literally this is just sad you as a gaming company are really going to start choosing a side when you shouldn't even be involved in this bunch of political bs as a gaming company your focus should be how to appease people with your games not your opinions don't seriously <laughs> and bungie's reply of course is we've chosen our side and it wasn't difficult our company values exist beyond our game such tact yeah more tact than these gamers deserve Right. And we got another one here. Y'all need to stop politics. Yeah, just stop them. Just get it just out stop of stop politics. Stop it. End the concept. <laughs> it's not a business standpoint nor a game standpoint. It's irrelevant to what y'all do. Really, a double y'all. I think you've misused y'all. People don't deserve to use y'all if this is your standpoint, sir. Now, Bungie says, it's very relevant to the lives of our employees. We will never stop. I wanted to highlight this. Because I want to applaud Bungie. Mm-hmm. We do live in an ecosystem where certain uh, video game companies, Ubisoft, you fucking weak curs, um, like to claim that the things they do and the games they make are completely apolitical. Mm-hmm. We're not here to make a stance. And I, you know, I'm here to say that's some pussy ass shit because mm-hmm. it is right. These are companies made up of humans with a lot of different opinions and a lot of different. Uh, how would you say uh, they are impacted Mm -hmm. by their environments, right? You know, you can't just like put your head down, make another season of of Destiny or... I don't know if they do seasons, actually. 
Uh, yeah, there there's seasons and right. like content. expansions. Yeah, expansions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just 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 balance some guns. Don't be talking about political shit. And it's like shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Give me new gun loadouts. Give me new fucking. I don't remember the currency in that game, but like whatever. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> <laughs> give me new emotes. But yeah, just just it's it's refreshing to see a company not cower in fear. Yeah, and be like oh, or even even like. Half the expectation is that after getting this blowback from mm-hmm. these fucking idiots, for Bungie to be like, oh, we apologize if we offended anybody. Da, da, da. Nope. No. There's absolutely nothing to apologize for. At all. They're in the right, and I actually do really applaud them. It it speaks to their integrity uh, as a company. Oftentimes when something happens, right, I think of like Pride Month or like, you know, during the height of like the Black Lives Matter movement during like the summer of 2020 where companies would just on Twitter or social media, do a profile picture that just has a logo, and then as soon as that next month rolls over, they've moved away from it. Mm-hmm. This seems like something that they really are backing and, and you know, they're putting in the forefront because it does impact many fucking people. Every human being with a uterus is impacted by this. Fun fact, <laughs> they hire people that have uteruses. That is true. Yeah. They're characters you play as in Destiny right. that have uteruses. Right. And hence why they care. Yeah, and I mean, I listen, this is something that could greatly impact people working on the game, and I don't know, it's it's a human rights issue, and I always appreciate um, a company kind of standing up for their employees in, in the face of something like this. And also, fuck Samuel Alito, fuck the whole Supreme Court decision to, to overturn Roe v. Wade, like, it's one of the most abhorrent things I've ever fucking seen happen. It's like uh, we opened up a chasm years ago somewhere along the line by just getting trump through the door yeah that's just like the worst of this country has just been fucking spitting out of it like the ghost at the end of ghostbusters yeah i mean this isn't the first time it's it's tried to have been overturned people have been trying to overturn it mm-hmm. for a very long time and since what do we make policy about your religious beliefs that's my question yeah like, is, isn't that the very nature of it, where they're, like, they're coming at it where it's like, well, the Bible says this is murder or some shit? Yeah. Well, the thing about, like, um, Roe v. Wade, it was supposed to be kind of, like, an uh, amendment clause to the 14th Amendment, which was, like, right to privacy, right? Because they didn't want women's rights or, you know, people who identify as women, transgender women, right, people have uteruses, uh, to be impacted by this. They wanted them to be able to have the free choice to go out and get an abortion. I think it was, like, there were points where it's like, oh, you could only do it up to, like, the second trimester, and then it was amended to the third. So, like, it's it's been reconfigured, like, a lot over time. But there's always been such staunch religion to it because... A lot of conservatives, uh, you know, they vote and make decisions based off their religious beliefs. And it's like, what happened to fucking separation of church and state? Like, what? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It feels like we're taking like 5,000 steps backwards and it's it's really harmful to people. And the fact that we're leaving it up to like the state level, like Texas is going to fucking turn that over so fast. Right. So I don't know. Several states. Almost half the states. Uh, are going to be like, okay, yep, it's illegal to get abortions. Mm -hmm. I think there's also been a movement for, like, some states to, like, fine and ban, like, birth control as well. Yeah, so, like, they're they're leaning into this hard, and and their hatred for, we're just going to say it, their hatred for women. (laughs) Their hatred for women and their ability to, like, you know, make their own decisions is showing really hard right now. Yeah, it it, it smacks of, like... You don't view women as being equals, first yeah. of all, mm-hmm. that they can't decide for themselves. You need to decide for them because mm-hmm. you think them lesser. And not just like hatred, but just a level of control. Mm-hmm. Like it's just control, like a populist control. Mm-hmm. 
because well you know it's like you gotta you gotta pump out these these children so we can mm. send them off to war later yeah <laughs> like oh god damn it I like mean, that george carlin bit talking about that where it's like oh yeah they don't give a fuck about your life until until your voting age mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the thing oh man this country has always done what it could to kind of like stop women to have autonomy or do what they need to do to survive but i mean that's kind of like endemic of a patriarchal society and like the united states isn't the only country like guilty of this like there are like plenty of south american countries where like abortion is illegal Hmm. and they will i remember reading a story like uh like in the 2010s about like a doctor uh in brazil who had performed an abortion on a i think like a 12 or 13 year old girl who had been raped and obviously like didn't want to carry the child too young. There's complications that could arise from that too. And doctor performed the abortion and then got excommunicated, right? Like was not allowed to practice anymore. Got fucking kicked out of the country uh, all because he had performed an abortion. Jesus. And there, like the thing is like the, the idea of like forcing a woman to have a child, right? Like there's so many complications that could arise with that, right? Like things happen during childbirth. Like there, there sometimes needs to be like a, a kind of ripcord for people to have the option to pull out of it, right? Right. I don't know. It's it's fucked up, is what it is. So I, again, I applaud Bungie for for standing their ground on this one. And you know, fuck, I. It's so annoying seeing these fucking like bitch ass gamers come out of nowhere and just say stick to gaming, keep the politics out of games, and it's like this isn't about politics necessarily it's about human rights and it's it, it it impacts like people in your life whether you care or not yeah it's almost like <laughs> saying like i don't care about it because it doesn't impact me directly yeah like i never have to worry about getting pregnant so i want you to shut up about this and that's usually the stance yep. of the game the mythical gamer <laughs> that we put out there right yeah. but unfortunately it's not just that we're not not just a demonized word of gamer it is our neighbors mm-hmm. it is the people that we go to work with it is people that you see at starbucks waiting for their overpriced coffee mm-hmm. these are people seated in this country that very much think this doesn't affect me i don't give a fuck mm-hmm. who cares whatever <laughs> and we're finding out that they are very much the vocal majority like shit like this wouldn't be passing if people didn't strongly believe in it correct correct and that's kind of like the it's disheartening mm-hmm. and it's scary. And I do think it's going to be a backwards thing. I feel like we've we've done so much damage in such a short amount of time that I'm watching in my lifetime all the things that were like fought for and mm-hmm. and protected and passed in the law just undone. Mm-hmm. And I know there's an ebb and flow to things, but it's 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 I hate being a part of the retraction period here. Mm-hmm. We're just like watching everything that's protected people that I care about be just undone and have to watch them just live in fear because they're like you know whether whether you're trans or a woman or a minority mm-hmm. it's like it's like watching a country actively decide i'm okay with you living here mm-hmm. just not comfortably or safely yeah because that makes me feel better yeah between this and like the the don't say gay bill it's just like god damn people are taking such vicious violent stances to reject people from like this country and living safely yeah yeah, it's disgusting and it's yeah. sick. And uh, I don't know that speaking up is enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried about like, okay, if not, if speaking up is not enough, what's next? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, mind you, like this bill hasn't like passed, like the overturning of it hasn't passed, but it seems like it's going to. Right. <laughs> Which would be devastating. Uh, yeah. Honestly, devastating. So yeah, I don't, I don't think Bungie uh, 
coming out here and saying, hey, we're against this is the worst thing in the world. The worst thing in the world is that being overturned. Mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade being overturned. Yeah. And I mean, even at the end of the day, like, I, I feel like Bungie coming out and saying something like this, like, I don't even think they're worried about, like, player attrition or drop off of st- or stuff like that. They're like, no, they, they, they're standing by it because it's something they believe in. And, and the players that value that voice will stick with it. And I think that's, that's more important to them than losing, like, a couple thousand or so people that just think a company shouldn't have social media opinions. <laughs> It's a good f- filtration method, honestly. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I would love to jump onto a fucking Destiny server and not deal with the people that are telling them to stick the games. Mm-hmm. That would be uh, a joy. Yeah. Fortunately, it doesn't exist. Do you think we get more companies kind of jumping on this? I don't want to call it a bandwagon, but kind of standing mm. in solidarity and seeing similar backlash? I hope, but I feel like the bigger a company is, the more you know, pussy-ass they are. Mm-hmm. Like, Microsoft hasn't said shit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I've I've been surprised before. Mm-hmm. Amazon, for instance, is actually um, uh, refunding or recouping whatever um, cost travel costs that you have to go get an abortion. If the if you're employed by Amazon and the state that you're living in mm-hmm. uh, has made it illegal or you can't reasonably get one there, mm-hmm. so I think that's kind of like and they announced that almost a day after yeah. the 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 leak of the uh, draft opinion, and I. I'm impressed. And whether that's a PR move to save face or look good, whatever, <laughs> probably is. You know, it's a corporate machine, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, even the worst person you know can do the right thing. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else on that. Oh, uh, yeah? Oh, uh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> well, any other thoughts on that? No, no. Uh, great job, Bungie. Love you. You want to end on something funny? Sure. Okay, number four on here is New York City is suing Bobby Kotek. <laughs> now, oh, Bobby. adding to the list of controversies swirling around one Mr. Bobby, Axios reports that a suit was filed on April 26th by, uh, and I'm quoting the article, New York City employs retirement system and pension funds for the city's teachers, police, and firefighters. A whole weird group. I was even, I was rereading that sentence, like, is that a thing or people or are you listing out the people in new york yeah well let's just for the i don't know simplicity's sake say that it's new york city is suing okay bobby kotek Hmm. now the reason these assorted groups hold activision stocks and believe upper management hurt the company's value by being sneaky clowns Uh, okay 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 The lawsuit could allow the stockholders to force Activision to open their financial records, including documents related to the Microsoft deal and board memos. New York has been asking to review internal documents since last fall, with the intent of learning more about the sexual misconduct plaguing Activision. Uh, This is the same misconduct that uh, was alleged that Bobby knew about Mm -hmm. and withheld from even the board members that was going on. Remember that? We talked about that in previous episode. Mm -hmm. However, the city alleges that Kotek rushed the Microsoft deal in order to avoid accountability for said misconduct, right? So, like, they have asked for these documents even before this deal. Yeah. And so they're just like, what are you doing, Bob? What are you doing? <laughs> kind of like we were talking about the, the whole, you know, the bungee thing, too, yeah. right? Um, or the Sony acquisition. Like, are you going to slow down on your acquisition, sir? <laughs> That's what they're saying here. So, as the lawsuit says, given Kotek, sorry, as the lawsuit says, quote, Given Kotek's personal responsibility and liability for Activision's broken workplace, it should have been clear to the board that he was unfit to negotiate a sale of the company. But it wasn't. End quote. Hmm. Now, 
I gotta tell you, <laughs> this is not the only lawsuit that has uh, arrived on the company doorstep. Well deserved, by the way. But uh, going over to Axios, they actually listed out each of the current uh, litigations that oh. are uh, being debated right here. Here's the full list. <clears throat> and it sounds like, you know, fucking 25 days of Christmas over here. Yeah. One federal harassment suit settled through facing appeals, one discrimination suit from California, one purported class action suit, four shareholder lawsuits consolidated the two, by the way, just for, you know, fun. Eight lawsuits over the Microsoft merger, four voluntarily dismissed, by the way, two 220 complaints. It's a version of the complaint that's being uh, held here, okay. including the one from New York City, plus an SEC investigation and insider trading inquiries from the SEC and Department of Justice. Wow! Oh, Activision, you are fucked! Wow. <laughs> Bobby Kodak, you are fucked! Holy God! I mean, he could probably buy his way out of it, though. Could buy his way out of it, and... Uh, I don't think it's anything he faces time for. Right. What an interesting thing to, to allege, though, that, mm-hmm. hey, you actively sought this Microsoft deal because it was your, fuck, not even golden parachute, a fucking platinum mm-hmm. parachute out of there. Right? Like, oh, I sold the company. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. pretty heavy, so. Right. <laughs> that that uh, exit strategy is weighing pretty heavily right now. So I, I find that pretty interesting, but like also, oh my God. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. What are you doing? They're going to make fucking Hulu movies about this son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. They're going to get, uh, what's his face? I was going to say, who's going to play him? Wolf of Wall Street. What's the, the other guy? Oh, Jonah Hill? They're going to get Jonah Hill to play Bobby Kotek. That'd be pretty good. Okay. In the fucking Hulu TV series adaptation. It's going to be... I could see it, actually. I could see it, too, right? <laughs> Seth Rogen is going to probably like write it and direct it, maybe. Yeah. Maybe like Cameo. And it's just like, Bobby, you can't do this. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's going to be great. Who do we get uh, to play Phil Spencer? Oh, shit. Yeah. Who plays Phil Spencer? Bill Hader. Oh, wow. Okay, so we're really going in on the whole... We're going in, man. The Rogan Company. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, we're doing it. I'm I'm bringing back the whole core. Awesome. I love it. The whole core in there, right? (laughs) Whew. I don't know what to say about this one. I mean, it's... We could say what we've been saying for, like, years. (laughs) Fuck Bobby Kotek. Fuck Bobby Kotek, dude. Wow. This is his, uh, I guess, just desserts for everything. How fucking scummy do you have to be? Like, we asked this question with, like, uh, any amount of encrudility. Is that word? Is that right? You're throwing like all new words at me and asking to like fact check it on the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not doing know, that one. We want to act like we're incredulous. I could yes, say that. Yes. Incredulous, yes. right? But uh, Jesus Christ, he has an, like a career long history of acting like a fucking villain, mm-hmm. like an absolute villain, right? God damn it. And now, hey, man. Time to pay the piper. I hope any one of these lands, and I, I want something to directly hurt this man. Because, like, money is what he's cared about his whole career. It'd be funny to watch the money just snap back at him, right? You know, like, somebody that, that decides to have a pet tiger because they think it's, like, really cool and exotic, and then one day fucking just tears their arm off, and they're like, I never saw it coming! And it's like, it's an apex predator, and you have it in your living room. <laughs> of course that's going to happen I think there's only you. a few people that could own a tiger and not have any, like, kind of negative repercussions and it's probably mike tyson you think it's mike tyson yeah, mike tyson you can just fucking knock that tiger yeah out. That, that tiger respects mike tyson right right after a few licks yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah don't hit your tigers kids we don't no, we don't no, encourage we don't that's, that's, that's wrong no. that's wrong new york city's gonna sue you for that shit <laughs> 
what do you think what do you think that is going to happen here for Mr. Kotek? What do you think? You think he's going to get drained for every last penny? Well, since I created this um, I don't know, save room side plot of me having died a long time ago and I'm stuck in hell uh, and think it's normal life, uh, he's going to get away with all of it. Yeah. He's going to get away with all of it and he's going to live the rest of his life super fucking rich. He's probably going to start another business. He's probably going to be a consultant for a while, keep mm-hmm. on the down low, keep out of headlines, do a few talks here and there for business folks. And um, I don't know, continue to live his scummy shit life. It's yeah. just that he'll be separated from Activision Blizzard and Microsoft will be probably more than happy to mm-hmm. split the image of Activision Blizzard and it, it it's stable of IP. With the negative face man that is Bobby Kotick. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's going to stay in the company for a very long time. Yeah. There's a lot of damage. Uh, the I, I think um, <laughs> we're talking about, like, this is not surface damage, right? It, it is a culture problem at this company still that Microsoft is going to have to reckon with if they care. Um, do I think they care? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know because we're talking about another fucking money money breathing organism yeah i i think at first i had the very good faith and and phil spencer and company that they did care that they wanted to rehabilitate but it's like ah, maybe mm-hmm. maybe not uh, maybe it's too hard right now because there's so much going on it's like a swirl of negativity uh and they're probably trying to like sift through all of this while finalizing the acquisition while maybe being investigated by the ftc while all this other shit could be happening so mm-hmm. i don't know we'll see yeah We'll see. The famous save room, we'll see, right? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I think um, the legacy or specter of uh, Bobby Kotek is going to be with that company for a very long time, even after uh, him fucking off to Maui and sipping on pina coladas under the sun, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, what, who's the one guy from fucking Disney that had pretty Iger? much... Yeah, yeah, Bob, Bob Iger. Iger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think of like the Bob Igers and like Harvey Weinstein's where it's like that shit is gonna like follow the company for a while. It's like you can put out, out all the great media you, you 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 can, but like people are still gonna remember it. But I don't know, it's one of those things where like yes, once they divorce themselves from Kotech and move on, like I think Microsoft should be able to have that new identity with Activision Blizzard as long as they do what they can to make sure like that culture that was previously there and deeply rooted with its leaders and people on their teams stops but Mm -hmm. we'll see how that goes i don't know (laughs) you know i was thinking about something the other day activision blizzard Mm -hmm. is a stupid fucking name rename that company once it's yours yeah rename it something else maybe just call it blizzard for simplicity's sake Well, isn't it like there's a third one on there it's abk right yeah i forget what the game is (laughs) nobody cares (laughs) yeah rename it Mm-hmm. rename it something else just be like hey here's a new vision for it mm-hmm. but you know and then they uh on the internal side anyone that has even gotten like a drop of of something that sounds like harassment or like an hr report mm-hmm. fire them F- fire them zero tolerance policy yeah, because because you just can't trust it you just mm-hmm. can't trust that like oh this person's gonna do good work uh, or maybe they need a second chance. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. clean that shit out mm-hmm. start anew build it up Make sure you, you look at your good apples and be like, okay, anything that's uh, a bad apple, I'm going to just throw you outside. Yeah. And the ants will eat you. You have plenty of people who could step in, step up into these roles that were previously occupied by, you know, abusive people, harassers, whoever, right? And continue to do the great work or maybe carry on a better vision for some of these IPs. I don't know. Just because, like, people were with the company for 10 years and, you know, made Call of Duty or Overwatch what it is doesn't mean they need to remain. So. Mm-hmm. 
But Overwatch 2 looks exactly like Overwatch 1. <laughs> they were doing a thing where they were showing, like, some of the, the map dynamics. I and saw it. Like, the lighting. It's like, here's our new lighting tweaks <laughs> here's to Overwatch. exactly the same And maps. it basically just looks like, what if the maps advance by six hours? Because it's like, oh, yeah, here's um, El Dorado at night. <laughs> here's Gibraltar during the day. And oh, it's like, my oh, God. All right, cool. I don't know, man. <laughs> this might be embarrassing for them. Like, I was excited at some of the things that I read about um, how... The 5v5 format really switches up the game and everything yeah. feels more like kill base than it is about like just waiting for your alts to pop, which mm-hmm. is like what Overwatch 1 is. Mm-hmm. But like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's the same game all over again. You could have just been like, hey, we're going to charge you like 20 bucks for an expansion or something. Mm-hmm. Why are you selling a part two? We were talking about it in the car. Um, Me and you? Yeah, we were talking because we were listening to uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily or uh, Janet and Blessing were talking about Overwatch 2 and some of the updates and criticisms about it. And we're like, they should have just made a second installment that yeah. was not carried over from the first game at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You, you should have made the, the choices of like, all right, some of these characters are going to be in the game. Some yeah. are not. Some are going to be drastically remade. It's a mm-hmm. sequel. We're going to do something like it takes place five to ten years after the original game. Mm-hmm. So different environments, maybe environments that you're slightly familiar with or completely completely like ruined now because of like whatever battles ensued in between both games Mm -hmm. like make a genuine sequel because otherwise you were making i don't even know if iterative is the right word (laughs) for the same thing yeah but with a two on it yeah it's confusing long-term fans it's gonna obviously confuse newcomers to the franchise which it's like i don't know how many new people are going to be jumping on overwatch 2 that haven't played overwatch 1 with how much of a phenomenon it was um i mean maybe there is the worry it's like it is hard to continue to develop and give assets and resources and time to two separate games simultaneously but i mean activision had done it for so long with call of duties right like Mm -hmm. yeah like we're gonna push the new one but we're still gonna keep the servers up and keep supporting like you know modern warfare 3 while block while black ops 2 is out but those Mm -hmm. are also like different studios that worked on them so yeah yeah i mean i could still see a world where if they had gone the way where overwatch 2 was its own new entity they probably would have still kept like overwatch one on and supported it in the pro scenes in ways because like people love that game you know i don't know like there there should have been a break-off point where like this is overwatch one's identity yeah and i think we already lost that by the fact that they iterated so heavily throughout the life cycle of that game Mm -hmm. to where it's almost unrecognizable from a mechanical standpoint (laughs) from what launched in 2016 versus where it's at now. So they already fucked up that concept and that's why jumping to a sequel feels like such a small leap forward Mm -hmm. where it's like, you didn't really do anything, huh? Because it's like they've been doing so much Mm -hmm. over time that of course you're not going to notice. Yeah. I think they're hanging their hat really on the on two main things, the character retoolings and new characters, and then the single player mode whenever that comes out. I am going to throw a bet down that sure. the single player mode is going to be completely underwhelming. You think so? Yes. They have not done a great job with any of the single player content that they threw into the games previously mm-hmm. or the PvE stuff previously. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of trust that there's something going to come out of the gate with something that really slaps you in the face now. Yeah. The the PvE modes didn't even really feel like anything. Like, no. I don't know. There, there felt like such a difference between, like, shooting, like, bots and ads versus like actual shooting like player characters there's a bit like different like tactical feedback and response but they did some cool stuff with some of the later ones where they're like oh here's like mini bosses and stuff that like you had to kind of like band together and take down in interesting ways the the one thing that makes me think it might be different is because of the sense of like individual uh 
agency per character, right, to level them or have them be tooled a certain way. And then that that's really it, really. Like, I don't know. I, and there you go. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's a cool notion for a, a single-player campaign to, like, have my Mercy or my Diva play differently than somebody else's. But, like, if I'm still fighting the same, like, Orisa bots or, you know robots it, it, it's not going to really matter much yeah well I, mean, I i would love to be proven absolutely yeah. wrong feel stupid for saying such cynical cynical gamer words mm. on this podcast but you know i only listen to this podcast like half the time that we release them so that's whatever. a good point that's a good there point go. there you go i'll never remember i said this <laughs> 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 take that bobby i wonder if we'll ever find your body my body yeah god how would i have died Probably on the highway in my stupid fit that can't go over 70 miles per hour without shaking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably in that one bridge where, like, the, 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 the ground gets to yeah, yeah, the yeah. grate. You, you feel how the car fishtails a little bit. I flipped off that bitch a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does that mean I've been podcasting, like, by myself for all these years? I don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in the meta. We're Robloxing right now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess what I can say that I know what it means is that it means we're at the end of the episode. <laughs> so, guys, thank you for listening. This has been another Save Room News Block. Uh, if you wanted to, go over to Spotify. Give us a five-star rating. Five stars for justice. Five stars for us. What a nightmare of a podcast that we have here. What a, <laughs> You think it's a nightmare? Ca- a chaotic energy of a podcast. That's what we give. It's like Sam Raimi directed it with no notes. Yeah. No notes. <laughs> this is the only podcast full of Dutch angles. <laughs> you walk away feeling slightly uncomfortable, but you're not sure why. You're like, do these guys like video games? <laughs> we do. We did a plays episode last week that you can listen to where we talked about games that we liked. I say it skeptically because I'm like... Do we like video games? What's the game you didn't like? We talked about Horizon Forbidden West. You don't like that game? Herman Hulse will be upset to hear that. I enjoy it. I I do, but, you know, I I did go on record in saying it might be my least favorite Sony exclusive in recent years. Yeah. Uh, But I'm nearing the end. I think I'm in the final Mm. two or three mission stretch, so we'll see. All right, man. Do Aloy proud, man. Get out there and shoot those arrows. Shoot those and take down those fucking glint hawks. Take down those glint hawks. <gasps> Saber tooth. Saber maw. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. We're done. This is this is it. I hope we're saying that same thing about Bobby in a few years. You, you're done. You're done. You're, you're done. You're cooked, Bobby. He's going to get Mikey Mike like at the end of the pod. And... Oh. <laughs> but it's going to be Jonah Hill in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Hader comes in. <laughs> 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 <laughs>